it's Rhonda Shortino. Thank you so much for joining me for Live, Love, Survive, and Thrive. I know there's lots of other stuff that you could be listening to, but this podcast is for you. It's to help you live an amazing life, the life that you were born to live. It's to help you love, to put your love into action, because that will change your life and the lives of everyone within your influence. It's to help you survive the tough times and to help you mine the lessons out of everything you go through, especially the most painful stuff that you go through, and to use those exact things to thrive. I'm so excited today to have my good friend, Lisa Kastetter, with us. Lisa left an amazing career. I mean, in the fashion industry, some people would give their right arm to have what she had, and she left it all behind to help foster kids. So, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, my privilege. Thanks. Well, all right. So, you know, I'm going to ask you, tell the story of... Why? Why did you leave everything to try to help foster kids? Yeah, well, I love telling the story. Um, to make a crazy story kind of short, um, I moved from Seattle to Southern California about 20 years ago and just started volunteering. I started learning the statistics of kids in foster care as they aged out. I um, I then went to a, a three-day weekend camp where I saw faces of the kids in foster care. And that's really, that's really was a defining moment for me. I began mentoring young girls um, all, the, all the time, traveling and, and busy in my career. And it, it took about seven or eight years, but I, I just got continued to work in my heart. And I really felt it was a time where we were doing a great job um, with the organization, a church that I was with doing, you know, working with 30, 40 kids. I really saw a need to really help kids nationally. And so 13 years ago, I left my career. I started an organization which started out to be leadership camps and mentoring for teenagers in foster care. That's turned into housing, two housing complexes um, here in Southern California, social enterprise where we employ kids, we're giving life skills. Um, so it's, it's, been, it's been fun to see the growth and, and just how we're able to help kids. Now we're in about nine, um, actually 10 states um, where we're helping teenagers and foster care with life skills and mentoring and taking them to summer camps and providing community that way. Oh my goodness, I had no idea that you had already moved outside of California. That is awesome. So, that was really the short version. <laughs> that was a short version. So, um, you know, I emancipated out at 16 and I remember, you know, and that was a hundred years ago, but I remember vividly being alone and having nobody. So I want you to talk for a minute about how you, um, how you brought people from the community, people from churches together around each of these kids so really the kids are not alone and they don't have to try to navigate life without you know i mean even 18 year olds 
from great families typically are not ready to be completely alone, you know, get a job, pay all their bills, especially I'm thinking, gosh, you're in, you're in Southern California where, you know, everything's expensive. It's, and, and there are a lot of places in the country like that, but, but like Southern California has got to be the hardest place to be an aged out of foster kid teenager. So it's no wonder that, you know, more than half of former foster kids wind up homeless. So having that support network is huge. So talk about that. Yeah, you know, I think it all, all goes back to the parallels of our, of our life and our, our stories. And you mentioned, you know, being 16 and I started mentoring young girls in foster care. I grew up in a really small town in the middle of the Midwest in Indiana. I, I think when I left there, it was all of 8,000. Um, but I remember having these mentors in my life. I remember having people that were able to speak into me about college, about careers, and, and really change the trajectory of my life. And when I moved to Southern California, and I'm, I'm in this beautiful place and beaches to the left of you and to the right of you. And I, I, I had this young lady I was mentoring and we went into a mall. She'd never gone up an escalator. And she was 15 years old and never gone up an escalator. And I remember going, how could that, how could that be? And it impacted me. It was defining to me of we need to invest in these young, in these young adults and their, and their growth and their trajectory of turning 18. And what is that going to look like? And I know I had that investment. And so, you know, I, I began then going to, churches and saying, look, hey, like, we're doing, we're doing some good here, but you need to know about this. And how can we help you? How can we help from our experience and help you build or expand what you're doing for teenagers in foster care? And we would go out to, you know, stand in front and say, hey, 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 church, come, here's how you can meet a kid. You, you know, from a very non-threatening way to just some fun summer camp, to stepping in deeper in their life, to mentoring, and taking kids and just recognizing, there was a young lady I met, 13 years old, and I met her at a camp that I went to as a volunteer. Failing in school, her mom had been deported, um, in and out of foster care, and really just needed someone to invest in her. Well, today she's got her master's in social work. Oh, Lisa. <laughs> And, and, you know, it just gave birth a few days ago, I went to the wedding and it's incredible. And the, just by one person stepping up and going, Hey, I see you and I see the value that you have. Yeah. Oh, that's so huge. And, and, you know, I have to go back to the escalator. I remember when I was 14 years old, uh, being taken to a mall for the first time, I'd never been in a mall and I'd never had anything new. And this lady bought me an outfit. And, and I remember looking around like, I, I mean, it was, it was, I guess, like a kid, little kid going to Disneyland or something for the first time. I'd never seen a store that big. I'd only ever been in the thrift store. And so here's this great big, you know, mall. And she said, pick out anything. And I was like, anything i mean I'm, i was just overwhelmed with what was there it was unbelievable yeah. and i just have to say at 14 years old i picked out a suit and 
That's you. That's and you. I'm still wearing suits, you know, for all the fashionistas. I mean, you know, you came up in the fashion industry. I have to acknowledge that, all right, I get it. Everybody wants to tell me that suits are out. I'm sorry. I'm going to wear a suit. I'm going to be buried in a suit. And, and you know, this is, this is me. So I, when you said that girl had never gone up an escalator, what a powerful metaphor for all the things that foster kids miss and have never seen and don't understand. And so then they go to work, you know, they, let's say they do get their very first job. I remember, you know, getting my very first job and I, I, all the things I didn't know, all the things I'd never seen that most people, you know, that the average person learns at home before they go to kindergarten, you know, please and thank you. And, you know, just um, being courteous and polite and, you know, the simple things, but not knowing those things will lose you that job. You know, when you don't understand that when you walk through a door, you're supposed to pause and let the person behind you walk through a door. If you let the door slam in your boss's face, you're not going to work there for very long. Chances are, you know, so then, so you bring these, these people from the community, from churches around these kids. Okay. But then, uh, trying to help them get jobs Yeah. and watching them not get jobs. Right. So then, and of course, you couldn't just see something without doing something. So then what did you do? Yeah. So I'm going to, I, I cannot wait to answer that question, but I ran into someone in December, a mentor of ours. And she said, Lisa, I took Journey to Kohl's for the first time. She had only shopped at Goodwill. Yeah. She didn't know that there were sizes of clothes that you could choose small, medium, large. So to your point of that. Yeah. 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 Um, Pretty powerful to me. It's kind of stuck with me for months, but um, you know, we are our housing complex. We've branded it um, the launch pad and so it's, it's the, it's the messiest place in orange County. I'll tell you that, but it's beautiful. And you pull up and it's um, seven units of just glory. And you know, there's, 17, 18 young adults, and there's about 10 toddlers running around at any given time. And, you know, what the, the learnings from that and, and just, you know, here you are, you're 18 years old, and you're said, hey, you, you know, you've been said, you've been told to go, you're on your own, right? Like, here, go find, go find your way. Right. And, you know, we're able to you know, I mean, you know, so just speaking of employment, you know, it, it, that was your question. You know, working with retailers of just being able to go, hey, let me give you a little bit of background of what Lizzie's going through right now. So if she has a bad day at therapy, don't put her on the front line of a drive-through. You know, put her, you know, help her out a little bit. Um, but you know, at, at framework, at framework energy or imaging are our screen printing um, social enterprise, we only employ foster youth, um, former foster youth. And that was really birthed out of really noticing how, how trauma youth need that handholding and need those skills of customer service and really understanding what that is. Project management, even learning graphic design, or just even that feeling of accomplishment when they've finished a hundred t-shirts and it's going out 
to their client and they and, and everything's been done right and they can pack it up and they're like yeah and i it's what's what's great is i see them they're posting things on their social media because they're so proud of their work yeah. even if it was, even if it was just that they took the phone call they yeah. were part of that whole thing and yeah. the skills that they're learning but but what what's different is be, they mess up and they're having a bad day and we're able to be you know, care for them in a way of, let's just go have a break and go sit down for a minute. And let's yeah. talk through how that could have happened different. You yeah. know, you've held the door open for that customer coming through. You know, what would that look like? Yes. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I, I it, totally it, get that. See, this is, a, a, I mean, nationally, as a national child advocate for, you know, years and years and years, I, I've heard the plight of kids who are able to get jobs, can't keep the jobs, you know? And so, um, I mean, they just don't know and they don't know what they don't know. So, you know, they stay up too late and they can't get up to, to go to the job. So then they're late on the job and they're trying to use public transportation. And I'm telling you right now, I mean, if, if I was, if my life depended on figuring out the bus system in Orange County, California, I wouldn't make it. I mean, I'm just not logistically inclined. I mean, I can't imagine these kids trying to figure out the public transportation by themselves, trying to get where they're supposed to go and not being late. And, you know, and then they really don't have the conflict resolution skills because let's face it, they came from chaotic, abusive homes they came from places with, you know, where um, somebody's on has substance abuse disorder. They're passed out half the time, and when they're awake and they don't have the drugs, they're angry. I mean, this is this is how they've grown up. So what's normal to them is not acceptable in the workplace. So they get the job, they can't keep the job. I love that at Frameworks Imaging, they can. Um, it's, it's sort of like a soft entry right. into the workplace. And because I, I often say that people who have been abused, people who have been in foster care, we often want to be the best employee in the place. Because I'll tell you, I had mandatory counseling, mandatory therapy before I could emancipate. And, you know, and I would sit there and, you know, I mean, not engaged at all. I didn't want to be there. I felt humiliated because, uh, you know, back in those days in the, in the high schools, um, you know, there was something in my file and everybody knew that I was a ward of the court. It's just embarrassing. So I didn't want to go and I didn't want to really be engaged in that. But when I got my first job and I got my first paycheck, the self-esteem that that built in me was, I don't know, a hundred times more powerful than the therapy. And I'm not trying to dismiss the therapist. There's a, there are wonderful people doing that work. God bless them. But for me, my self-esteem built with every paycheck. So I can just imagine those kids, you know, on payday, getting their paycheck. It's not a handout. Somebody didn't just give them money because, you know, I understand there are a lot of good people in the world. They have good hearts and they, and they just want to put, throw more money at the issue. 
I'm sorry. I've been there. To me, you know, there's a time to help people and then there's a time to to give them a hand up. And that's what you've done. Because when you continue to throw money at them, to me, it steals dignity. And I don't want anybody to steal my dignity. I want somebody just to give me a shot. And you're giving those kids a shot. And I love that. I have a free gift for you. For a limited time, as long as supplies last, I want to send you a copy of my book, Succeed Because of What You've Been Through. I'm going to also send you the accompanying workbook for free. Free shipping and everything. All you have to do is go to my website, Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G, go to the shop button at the top, and find the Succeed Because book and workbook set. It's normally $19.95, but with the coupon code COVID, C-O-V-I-D, I will send it to you for free. I hope you take advantage of this offer. I wrote this book to help people mine the lessons out of what they've been through and use those lessons to create personal and professional success. I wanna do that for you. Well, thank you. And, you know, one of the things we've recognized just with paychecks is, you know, we've um, at the launch pad, our housing um, complex, we will wrap around our residents and give them budget coaches to really help them understand what to, you know, how, how they're going to budget this paycheck. And so we do the same thing at our employment inter- enterprise framework and they all, it's all volunteer based and you can, you know, meet with the, you know, the young adult at any time you guys schedule it and they get their paycheck and they really know how to manage it. Well, what's going to go towards what? Oh, that's huge. I mean, I can't tell you, but you already know how huge that is. But the, the numbers of times that I've talked to kids where kids reach out to me on social media and say, you know, if I give you um, if I give you my location and I give you the name and number of the pizza place down the street, will you call and pay for a pizza and have it delivered to me? You know, and they're homeless and they're telling me they haven't eaten for days and whatever. And in some of the conversations where I engage with them, some of them have said, yeah, I have a job and, you know, and I got my paycheck and what did they do with the paycheck? You know, right. it's like the most money they've ever seen in one spot and it's blown in like seven yeah. hours or something. It's completely gone. And many of them, it's not like they're blowing it necessarily on stupid stuff, but you know, there, there are many, many, many of them have such a heart for others. They're connected to others who are in difficult spots. Yeah. So many of them give the money to mom who's a drug addict. Yep. Or they give them money to, you know, they spend money on, you know, burgers and fries on their siblings who haven't eaten in four days. So I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, say that the kids have gone out and blown it on stupid stuff, but the, but it's a complete inability to make that money last until the next paycheck comes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So love that you have volunteers who are doing that. That's amazing. And it's a hard thing to really help them, you know, that's where a mentor comes in as well of just understanding of, you know, mom, you know, mom has taken now three months in a row and we want you to love your mom, but how do we, how do we balance this out a little and what can mom be giving back as well? And the sisters and brother 
Do they really need, you know, the fast food? Or can we, you know, can we stretch that out and go to the store and get some, you know, hard, hard canned goods and things to really help them start seeing a bigger and longer picture as well? Yes, I love that. So go back and talk about the launch pad. I, yeah. I just love that idea. And I've, and, you know, and everywhere I speak all over the United States, I talk about you behind your back. <laughs> And I talk about how you, you know, somehow figured out how in Orange County, California, where the price of real estate is completely ridiculous, you know, how in the world did you figure out how to buy an apartment complex? Um, and so, you know, maybe you could give folks a sense of, of what they can do in their community. How, you know, how can they do that and, and give kids that, that place to go and they emancipate so that they're, you know, so that we change the statistics on half of foster kids being homeless. I mean, I didn't even talk about how foster kids are the number one target for human traffickers. And why? Because if you're homeless and you can't get a job because you haven't had a shower in three days and you haven't eaten in four days, and, you know, somebody comes along with a burger and fries and says, oh, you poor thing, come to, come to my place. You know, I'll give you a place to sleep. You can take a shower. I think I have an outfit that fits you. It sounds like the only option they have and they take it. But, but you're giving them, you know, not only a place to live, but people who, from the community who you know, provide them uh, dishes and knives and spoons and forks and pots and pans and, you know, and teach them how to use uh, those things and teach them how to shop. And I mean, you really create family. They, they have a place to go at Christmas and Thanksgiving and, and other, other holidays. And you have people who celebrate them on their birthday. So it's not just the piece of real estate. It's, it's the whole package. But you know, what, what do you say to somebody who says, yeah, that's great, but I don't have a clue where to start. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the real estate piece is the easiest piece. And even in Orange County, it's the wow. easiest piece because you can buy real estate and we have faithful, faithful people around Orange County that see and recognize the plight of foster youth emancipating out. And, and, and that's just, but, and I, I really do say that that's the easiest piece um, because you, you have a piece of real estate, but a young adult is connected to you then. And you, you, you have to, you know, there's an understanding of, are you right for, for, are you ready for this? Are you ready to work hard? Are you ready to, you know, get a job, go to school? And, 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 you know, 90, more than 90% of them are ready. They just want investment into them, love and community and care. And really it's the in-kind partnership from our church partners around Orange County that make this work. I tell people all day long, team leadership does not run the launch pad, the church does. And you can be in the, in the west side of Costa Mesa in Orange County, 10, 12 different church partners that are, are out sending volunteers for budget coaches, for, for tutoring, but parenting coaches, young moms, showing them things. Moms will call, you know, a volunteer and say, you know, someone's got a fever. What do I do? And they walk them through it. There's people that pull up that love to teach people how to drive. So they pull in their BMW and let a kid drive their car and teach them. It's wow. incredible. And 
and and there's people that pull up they're shopping on a saturday they and they just buy extra milk for the moms or they'll just buy extra fruit and veggies and drop it off and you know everyone gets like extra and just drop off things to the food pantry or drop off things to the hygiene hygiene pantry and you know they're really we call it a flight crew and and so resident comes into the launch pad we build a takeoff strategy we say hey where do you want to go what do you want to be and so we build this dream of employment and education and finance and health and wellness and from that then we go and say hey church let's get this young adult there you can wrap around them as a flight crew and it takes it takes an army of 10 12 flight crew every every resident gets their own flight crew that becomes their family so on thanksgiving and christmas and we'll, we'll have our fun great community time but they always rely on and are going to and, and invited to into a flight crew's home and that and then when they launch out that is their family and they stay connected for life that's huge connections for life um i've always I've always admired the quote unquote mentoring programs, but one of the things that I've always kind of, you know, thought was, I don't know, it just gave me pause because I, because I'm an introvert. And I think if, if it were me, how would I have felt about being, you know, matched and told this is going to be your mentor and she signed up for nine months she has to stay with you for nine months she's obligated she signed a contract and you i mean i wouldn't have wanted to do that if if somebody if i felt like somebody you know was being pushed and pressured into being my friend the notion of people just coming alongside a kid who really does not have a healthy family does maybe no family does not have a safety net really has no place else to go um but but the family just wanting to be there people just wanting to be there that's that's when relationships are not transactional i think that's what has bothered me about about other types of mentoring programs as much good as they do i think taking the relationship from transactional to just you know legitimate giving of love expecting nothing in return understanding that the kid is you know not in a place in his or her life where they're able even to reciprocate you know they just need to be loved into wholeness without expecting, you know, that they're going to be super grateful and it's all going to be warm and fuzzy and nothing's, you know, there's never going to be a call where they're crying and, you know, it, to, to just go into it and say, you know, we're, we're going to be family for the rest of our lives. Forget it. You're in, you can't get out. You know, we, we're just going to love you no matter what. You really don't have to love us back, but we're just going to love you. That's priceless. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, people will say to me all the time, Lisa, what does it take to be a mentor? And, you know, how, what's the commitment? And my line to them is, it's not, it, let's take this word commitment out. Like, yeah. You know, when I signed up to be Rhonda's friend, I didn't say we're only going to be friends for five years. 
You know, time is ticking, right? That time's ran out. You know, you know. So, so we signed up, and and and, and so it's a it's a relationship. It's not this word, you know, we, we, have, we title it mentorship, right? But it's a relationship, and it's long-term. I met Kelly at 13. She's 30. I just had a big birthday yesterday. You know, that's a long time to, to know a kid. And, and, and not just are they capable of the, the transaction back. They don't know. They have never been modeled thank you. They've never been modeled a thank you card. They, right. you know, and so when they see that, that's all part of it. That little piece is mentorship. Yes, yes, and and I just want to add, you know, for people who are who are watching and and may contact you, we're going to give your contact information, and and uh, so people can look you up and and uh, and maybe replicate your programs, hopefully, or do you know something of their own in their area, but that it's. Um, it's just as rewarding, I think, for, for the volunteers. I'm saying volunteers, and we use that word, and we use the word mentor and mentoring and so on because people understand that. But, but the relationships are not just one-sided. I love what you just shared, that you started with this girl when she was 13. Now she's 30. Now she has her master's degree, you know, and she's a new mom, and she's married, and she has a great life. And, and you know that that you um, you had a hand in that, and it's a beautiful thing. And I wanted to add also, you know, it's it's not just that they don't know um, you know how to be courteous and all those things that we talked about, but they don't have conflict resolution. And one of the things that a really good relationship, uh, a real relationship teaches kids who have been in places where the biggest and the strongest and the loudest wins, you know, because they just hit you and they win, you know, um, is, is conflict resolution. What's so fun to me is when, you know, I, I call them church people. So when church people come into the lives of kids who have been raised like, like by wild animals or whatever, and the church people have some kind of an argument, you know, and I've heard volunteers say something, you know, say things like, no, 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 we're, we're not going to have, no, let's not do that in front of the child. And I'm like, no, do it. Right. Do it. Because they've never seen somebody have an argument that sounds like, you know, hey, it's nine and what we need to be doing right now is da da da. And then the other person goes, oh man, no, you know, come on, we're right in the middle of this. Can't we just move it to 930? 930, you know, if we do it 930, it's going to push, you know, so there's this big ar argument, you know, where the kid is watching and they're going to, and they're waiting for somebody to scream or they're waiting for somebody to start calling names or throw a punch or throw something. So they're learning from this behavior. They're, 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 when, when we just live life in front of kids and we be our authentic selves, you know, so we can be down, we can be having a bad day, we can, you know, be at conflict with somebody else, but we're showing them how to do that in an okay way. And they haven't seen it before, chances are. Yeah, yeah. We, we have um, a couple 
married couple that live on site, we call them care coordinators. One of their biggest, biggest roles is end up being modeling healthy relationships, male and female. Um, if we could get into a whole domestic violence conversation, right. even modeling what, you know, that relationship looks like, arguments, um, married, and, you know, even sometimes, you know, the moms and them have, and just even the couple, they, they've had their first children on site as they've lived there. And some of the moms have, well, you know, seen that. And it's just been a beautiful thing of just living and, and the, you know, them just, just by living life, they get to see like, hey, there, there's guys out there that will treat me this way. Right. How about that? Yeah. And they're yeah. doing that for, for the first time. We could go on and on. I mean, the value of it is really immeasurable. So how do people get a hold of you? If they want to know more, if they want to contact you, what's the best website or, you know, email? How do you want people to reach out to you? Yeah, um, our, all of our programs are replicable. We have back-end websites to everything that will show you how to do and what to do. Camps, life skills, anything with teenagers. Our entire housing program is replicable. We will, all the tools are online. It's just reaching out to us, teenleadershipfoundation.org or .com. Um, you can uh, go online. You'll see my email there. Get a hold of me. Get a hold of my program director. We love mentoring others to replicate our work. Just on Monday, I was um, talking to two churches in Northern California that they're launching life skills for teens in foster care. And, you know, it's, it, this isn't a, uh, a today situation. It's all been online and it's ready for you. And it's that easy to go do. Wow. I love it. So there's that, um, there's that business sense from you. And I, and I love that. That's one of the things that just so attracted me to Teen Leadership Foundation when I first heard about you and your organization was that you have um, a heart for kids, but you have a head for business. And so I, I just really want to emphasize that because you know, there are a lot of wonderful people out there doing great things. But, you know, when you when you pull the curtain back, you know, it's kind of chaotic. And, you know, you really kind of don't want to know how the sausage is made in a lot of organizations. And with you, it's it's organized. It's it's thought through. There's very good risk management. You know, having been in risk management for 40 years, I wouldn't be talking to you. I wouldn't be having this conversation and and be um, uh, all in for Teen Leadership Foundation if if I didn't know that part. So that's all there, and uh, and it really is, I think, very easy. Uh, you've made it very easy. People do not have to recreate the wheel. Yeah. So Teen Leadership Foundation. Got it. .com, right. or either way. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for everything that you do for kids. Uh, it's just really remarkable and it warms my heart. Well, likewise. Good to talk to you today. If you like what you're hearing, would you please give me a five-star review? That will help elevate this podcast in the ratings so that other people will see it and maybe try it out. See, together we can help people and by helping them to have a better life, we'll be helping to change the world.
Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. I hope that you'll subscribe. I hope you'll share with others and and just come alongside of us in helping people to live, love, survive, and thrive. See you next time. Thank you.